This spark today um, is spark 92. And it says, if you move faster than the speed of love, then you avoid the experience of love. If you move faster than the speed of love, then you avoid the experience of love. This is about, there's already a distinction, a, a difference between the experience, there's something called experience of love, and then there's something else. And maybe a lot of our lives, people are used to being in that something else rather than the experience of love. So I'm going to keep reading. Notes. Could it be that in modern culture, you move at high speed from the moment you wake up until the moment you drop into bed? You might not even recognize that you have such behavior because speediness is so deeply ingrained into the character of modern culture, even on vacation. The first thing that we ask each other when we get back from the vacation is where did you go? What did you do? Your speediness is not necessarily physical movement. Much of your speediness is in your mind. You may spend a day speaking on a telephone, discussing, discussing at meetings, typing into a computer, or sitting behind a steering wheel, all of it feeling like you're moving at a high velocity when in fact, you are nearly motionless. You calculate, examine, verify, create, read, listen, compare prices, make deals, arrange plans, and look for errors, trying to compress as much as possible into a day, all the while racing against the clock. A minute not packed to overflowing with activity or entertainment is a minute wasted in modern age. You try to get from here to there as quickly as you can. Whenever it looks like you might actually succeed, you squeeze a few more things into your to-do list. Who here knows someone or has, has done this in their lives? Squeeze as much as we can, as much as you can in one day. Yeah. Can you say a little bit about it? About where this experience still happens in your life? Um, just like today, I was still doing the dishes and then I couldn't get in. I didn't know there was a different meeting number and like just not take five or 10 minutes in advance to have in case anything prepared. Thank you. Yeah, Clarissa. Um, I also have it a lot. I do have it a lot. Uh, especially when I have things to do and then when I start get rolling I just like I grab more things and more things and I think it is connected to the emotion of happiness because when I get things done I have a happiness emotion so I love that feeling 
And I think it is connected to that why I'm still doing it. Mm. Yeah. Gabriel, I hear you. I see you nodding. Yes, to me, it's more related to a kind of uh, guilt, uh, which is uh, present in the social environment. Like uh, if you're not busy going and doing a lot of stuff, then uh, it's kind of not enough. Yeah, it's not so enough. I really... Uh, mm, I really uh, improved this by uh, discovering the trigger phases, uh, and and then I could uh, like uh, discover what uh, guilt was around. Yeah, yeah. yeah for, so for people who are here for the first time, so guilt is um, a mixed experience of mixed emotions, um, mixed between fear anger and sadness so when fear anger and sadness they can be all at the same time in your in your emotional body uh, about anything but when they're mixed when they're mixed up you lose the clarity and the information the clarity of the information and the energy of each of these feelings so then this guilt can be really um freezing you um and if you take that, what you need to do is take those emotions apart, unmix them. It's a process to unmix your emotions. And then you can see what is the fear about? What is the anger about? What is the sadness about? And the, the emotions of sadness, fear, and anger have in them enough energy needed to get that information to deal with something or to heal with something. So... One of the ways that modern culture, um, the modern culture has this encouragement, this, it, it values busyness. It values the speed of the mind. And so I, I, I have a part of me that tends to feel really glad when it's really busy. And in a way, like, you know, similar experience to Clarissa, because I know that this is valued. I'm doing many things, I'm getting things done, I'm solving things, uh, I'm on top of, and there's a kind of, there's, there's a joy, and then there's a kind of, um, of like high intensity. There's like, how much faster can I go? How much faster can I go and still be on top of things? And what I've realized is this, I mean, this is just part of what modern culture really encourages people to do, to stay in your heads to stay in the hamster wheel, to forget the, the feelings, the pain of what we're missing, the pain of, of lacking intimacy, the pain of not being with ourselves, not being with other humans, not being with nature. Yeah. I'm gonna keep reading. One of the casualties of your speediness is the experience of love. One of the casualties of your speediness is the experience of love. Since most of us never had a class in the experience of love, you do not even acknowledge that, is, um, that something is lost or that something could be different from the way that it is. 
So I'm going to read this again. Since most of you, since most of us never had a class in the experience of love, you do not even acknowledge that it's something lost, that something could be different from the way that it is. So if we don't know what we're losing, if we don't know what we're losing, how can we acknowledge that we've lost something? If someone doesn't know that something could be different, how can they, how can they acknowledge that something is missing in their life? So, but consider the possibility, consider the possibility that your speediness overstimulates one part of your complex system while understimulating another part. It is no surprise to identify what those parts are. So you hyperactivate your intellect while equating the experience of a hyperactivated intellect to having a full life. So you, you just over enhance this part of the mind and then it, this means equals full life. This is what modern culture gives us, is if you hyperactivate your intellect, you're really high speed, you're really knowledgeable, you're really smart and can talk about things and solve things and be very useful like this, this equals to a full life. As a result, you have no time or space in your complex lives, you have no time or space in your complex life for much of anything else. This leaves your heart rather starving for love. You might actually think quite a bit about love. You may ponder over what love is, trying to figure out how to get more of it, or if the love that you do have is, it good, is as good as it gets. You may think that you understand love or that you don't understand love, or perhaps that you have given up worrying about love, considering all the other real things you have to worry about. Perhaps you fantasize about love through sentimental movies or romance novels. So I'm just gonna stop, we're kind of close to the end of the notes, but I'm gonna stop here. And what is love, to ask, what is love for you? Now, like what you just heard a little bit about the experience of love, understanding love. How does this land in you? How does this land in your heart? Go, go, Sanjay. Uh, for me, um, what love has changed during the last years from a very, very big dramatic and loud thing to a thing that is very subtle in not even human interaction but also in the way I do pancakes or in the way I wash the dishes or I walk like it's kind of an interaction with the surrounding um, so that that is changing I, I'm not sure I'm at any end, but I'm observing that there is a change in how I receive or give love. Yeah, thank you, Sanjay. What, what has changed? 
Like what caused this change? Or did you notice something that, like you said, that it used to be something and then it changed to something else? I guess it's me that changed and the way I look at myself. So it's not that anything from the outside has to be there to feel love. It's more like it's coming from the inside somehow. I'm not sure. I think maybe it changed the direction of me needing love or wanting love to me somehow interacting with love. I'm not sure that answers your question, but yeah, that was what came to my mind. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Hi, this is Manuela. Can I say something? Go ahead. Do you hear me? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, yeah, my life, I, I can agree with what Simpson writes that. Um, I thought uh, fulfillment was if I understand something or if I'm faster than others or if I'm good at something or yeah, that absolutely resonates with me. Um, I'm not sure if I ever really experienced loving another person like that really. Um, I haven't had a relationship for many years. And um, yeah, right now what I'm learning is to, to experience love in small things. For example, t today I woke up and I, I had slept outside without a tent. And what, the first thing what I, that I saw was the rising sun and two dancing butterflies in front of me. And, um, and that was like a complete body, mind, emotional, energetic experience of love. I think that was, was something like that. Yes. And that was only possible because I, yeah, I took the time to simply experience and not yeah, make anything out of it. Yeah. How, how was that experience about the butterflies? Can you describe it? Uh, it was like the sun was rising also inside me and it was like the, the butterflies were also dancing inside me it was like I was the sun I was the butterflies and, and I was the hills around me and I was the tree and I was everything and everything was me thank you thank you Manuela Thank you. Anyone else? Hi. Um, Go ahead, Callista. Thank you, Manuela, for saying that. Uh, that was beautiful. For me, love is connection. Connection and it can be with nature, connection with someone else, connection with what is. 
is what love is. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my daughter and her family are visiting, and they this is their uh, third time this summer. And I've been wanting more connection, more love hmm. to be loving. And, and, and last night or yesterday, my daughter and I, she helped me shampoo the carpets. And, and then we sat together and brushed the dog. And to me, that's love. That was love. Thank you. Thank you, Calista. Yeah. G Gabriel, you had your hand up. I was uh, thinking that uh, for me, love is uh, acceptance. The way that we, uh, that I accept things, uh, open a door to feel love. Like uh, when I really accept the situation, the persons, even so they are not linked to my values or whatever. If I really accept the situations, then I can feel uh, love. That's uh, what I uh, experience in small things and also in difficult things like uh, <sighs> situation of uh, um, how to say separation or things like that if I accept things then I can bring love to my life that's what I uh, experiencing mm. if you accept things then you can bring love into your life mm. yeah. yeah there's a way that there's a way that most people speak about love and that is about it's like, am I loved? Am I not loved? Can I get more love and can I get less love? Or as, um, or that think that love is a feeling. It's like a feeling and um, like the fifth feeling. And, and the, it, for me, it turned out that the way that I, relate to love changes completely if 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 i changed also the way that i relate to love so in in my i don't know like in my 20s love was like this love actually meant attention love meant uh to uh if you do this or if you act like this with me or uh if you yeah are in a certain way with my friends or with me, then there is love. Or if I was in a relationship, then it means some, some things, some very specific things, and sometimes not very specific. It was like not a tangible thing. And, and it's interesting because the more that I've, yeah, the more that I've um, researched about love, the, the the more that I think that that's, that's one experience, that's one experience of, of love. And, 
and actually there's like a that's a very personal love and there's there's a one kind of love that is that's a, a principle that's not a feeling it's not a behavior it's not a, a concept or a construct it's not an object and so it's not like like a, a proof of anything it's just it's a principle so it's like a force of nature that either I can source and, and be the love or there's love in the space or that there isn't. And then I started to realize that the, how, how I would, how, what I would call love changed. What I would call love changed throughout my life. And it gave me different possibilities than before. And so instead of kind of like talking about love, what do you do to experience love? How do you, you know, how do you create spaces that, that you do, that you have the experience of love right now in your life? In other ways, it's saying, this is a question for all of you. How are you sourcing love? How are you the source of love in your life? Yeah, go ahead, Clarissa. I uh, want to say something which is connected to the question before. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm really lost in terms of love right now. Um, I know I had a lot of concepts about love which are similar to the ones you, you talked about, how it was in your 20s. I based my idea of love a lot on romantic movies and um, a lot on assumptions. I always connected love to expectations and uh, they have to be fulfilled in order that there is love. And this all changes right now. So I feel that these ideas and these concepts are like breaking, but I don't see anything new. So I feel really lost when it comes to love because right now I have um, a lot of connection in my life and I, I, uh, I'm not 100% sure if, if that equals love for me. I think it, it is kind of intertwined maybe, especially because I, uh, both my bright principles are love and connection, but I don't want to have them be based on each other and when I experience the bright principle of love coming through me it's, it doesn't happen often but it happens it's just a, it's an unbelievable feeling and I imagine this is how it could feel like all the time once I, I have the story that I have to build more matrix in order to be able to have the bright principles work through me all the time. So, but I, I, I'm always flushed by the feeling of love when I like meditate and it's just like an amazing feeling. And apart from that, I have no idea where in my life I have spaces of love right now because I'm really focused on connection and for me it's not the same. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, you, when, you, when you said that this, the before, you know, that you're really lost because before you had this understanding of or, or definition of love that was, you know, a certain kinds of behaviors. And, and then if it's not that, then what is it, you know? And, and this, is, this is so crucial because there's probably love is the, one of the most kind of sung about things in, in songs and in novels of Hollywood films and other kinds of films. It's, it's like the, the story of, the story they, that, that sells more tickets or something like this. And, and what, what is offered what is offered about what is love is it's kind of like mm, very samey, you know, that there's, there's kind of a narrative and it's kind of always goes like in the same way. And, you know, the boy meets girl stuff happens. They live happily after, after or not, or they have problems and then there's no love. Like, so they have conflict, there's no love. And then there's love again and they make up and have babies or something. And, and so if it's not, if it's not someone who is, who acts the way that your box, that your box wants them to act. So if, if it's not the behavior of someone else that, that acts the way that your survival strategies want your partner to behave. So if it's not, if it's not, the behavior of someone in according to according to your own neurosis then what what is love what is love if the other person does not act according to your neurosis and i, I think i'm not going to answer the i'm not going to do you the disservice of answering the question because then we will still be talking about love instead of the experience of love. We would still be, again, here in our minds. And, and for me, when I experience love and when I, when I am in the experience of love, it's, it's not really about a behavior or a thing that a person is doing. You know, I've I had walks with like ex-boyfriends and because I wanted more connection, like I want to do something with you, I want to have connection, I want to have love, and let's go for a walk in the forest. And I could be with a walk in the forest with my partner, and still there would not be no experience of love. But we were both doing something together. So it's not it's not about behavior somehow. Does anyone have, have a, I just got like love hit by a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have something that touched you? Yeah, go ahead. For me, there's the word uh, freedom that uh, always comes. I mean, uh, inner inner freedom, like uh, really 
what I can feel inside me, like uh, everything is open and clear. Okay. So I have this idea. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you in pairs, and just to to look at a, the person in front of you and to be centered and you're going to make a heart-to-heart -heart connection. And, and to, to source to one person or both persons just source love into the space. Start sourcing love. Call in the bright principle of love. Make, for that, you need to make a, some sort of heart connection with the person in front of you. And then it doesn't have to be silent and it doesn't have to be also talking. It's, just, it's an experiment and it's not like it doesn't have a lot of instruction. Love. You have to do this, you have to do this. Is sourcing love into the space. I want you to call in love into the space of, of the room that you're going to be in front of. Okay. And then we can see what happened and if it worked and how did you do it okay so i'm going to take you out into the breakout rooms and yeah great and this is going to be just a couple of minutes just a few, uh, just three minutes for three minutes uh per room and then we can come back and we talk about this Hey, I decided to join. Hello. Hello. Something I want to share with you is um, yesterday we went with uh, friends to see uh, a theater da, da, da. representation and uh, it was about love and uh, couples. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't expect that. <laughs> and um, the couples were Gabriel, Gabriel, you're frozen. Like your image is frozen in my computer. And mine as well. Mm. And then, no. Oh, sorry. Maybe I can. You're back. All right. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I was talking about this uh, theater thing, like a uh, couple dancing with ropes in the, um, how to say, uh, without soil. <laughs> uh, in the, I don't know the words, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and what, the image. What moved you about it? Yeah, the image that I've got is like, uh, and the suggestion about this uh, representation was uh, that uh, love was like uh, dancing uh, into space, like uh, dancing. Gabriel? Yeah. I asked what moved in you about it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> What moves me was the the sense mm. frozen again. Yeah. Freedom and it was a between the two persons. Can you can you say it again, Gabriel? It froze again. Okay. Uh, for me, what touched me was a uh, sensation, feeling of uh, freedom and exchange, uh, simultaneous. Thank you. Anna, was, what is moving in you right now? My construct is quite active. I feel love being in the presence of my daughter. I feel love about being present with people and not needing to put things in the space. Like the silence we had in the beginning. I feel, I feel some of my bodies relax and, and start to breathe and to come alive. And otherwise I feel I'm performing quite a lot in my life. Trying to be a form or a shape that I think is wanted or that I want to be. And I, I would love to go to a school to learn more about love, the classes that I've been. I feel there's a lot of sadness in me asking if that's, is that life, is that anything that's there? And I feel very sad about this. Mm. Other people tell me that I have so much energy. Um, and there's just 
yeah, go out there and meet people and do things. And I go, this is not going to work. I'm coming home and I'm exhausted, but I'm not happy. And being then peacefully at home and doing things that nourish me makes makes me feel more alive, although other people think I'm then boring or just a mother or something. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that you're taking a stand for your nourishment and the way that works for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. I have, I think I'm going to say that in the main room, or if you want to share this in the main room, it's also possible. Yeah, just take a deep breath and acknowledge that we're in, we went from a two-person space to a nine-person space. How was this for you? Go ahead. For me, it was very intense to experience love like this. And I noticed that I tend to move into my head when it gets too intense. It's like, it feels like I start to escape from the intensity of what love can be. And also, I started, sometimes started to give away my center and think, um, does, does she notice the love, how it is for her? And then I always had to come back to my center in order to feel it and to experience it and also to source the love. And it was... For me, it was a really amazing experience. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I hope you hear me because my internet connection is switching sometimes. Um, I guess for me, it's a uh, kind of challenging because somehow I have the yeah you just froze Gabriel kind of uh, feeling of fear just tell me if I can repeat yeah. again okay uh, for me it's 
sometimes challenging because I have this feeling of fear when I have a kind of meeting something related to, to love uh, because it's new. You're frozen again. Ooh, or it surprises me. I'm gonna stop video, maybe you can hear me better. Sure. Your uh, fear because it's something new? Yeah, and there is a surprise and uh, something inside of me is overreacting. And uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. So I heard you say, Gabriel, that it's there's a challenge of staying in the intensity because there's a fear. So has anyone felt this fear when it's, there's an intensity of intimacy or connection or, or love, then you want to experience the fear. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You, you can dig that deeper into what the fear is about. Okay. It's in, in, for me, one of this, the parts is that, the fear is that it, being this close in this love with someone changes me and, and it, it opens me. And there's this vulnerability required to, to be in that presence of love. And the, the fear is like my box protecting itself from, from being changed. Yeah. So I hear, I, I see you nodding as well, Gabriel. Yeah, and Clarissa a little bit too. So there's this, yeah, the authentic experience of love changes, changes you. Changes yeah. you. I really hear what you say because, I mean, for me, what I can see behind this is also a kind of paranoia. Like uh, there is always something to to do somewhere, and it's also related to, to the spark of today and uh, of moving fast. And oh my God, I have to be <laughs> kind of more speedy. <laughs> and then there is kind of uh, yeah, you first again. Part, uh, seeking. Yeah, I was <clears throat> saying that it uh, was linked to some kind of injunctions of uh, doing more things instead of just being there and uh, in the presence. So, so Gabriel, just stay at this. And what happens if you stop? If you stop all of it? What is the feeling that comes? One of the four feelings. What is the feeling that comes? Anger. Anger. Okay, because? Anger because I have the... Let the anger speak. <laughs> yeah, stay in, within you. Yeah. Let the anger speak. Anger because I'm not speed speedy enough. I'm not fast enough. You're not fast enough. 
Yeah. Okay. And and what happens if you're not fast enough? Stay in the stay in your feelings. What happens if you're not fast enough, Gabriel? Who are you if you're not fast enough? Oh, can you repeat it? Sorry. Like you can, I don't know if Gabriel is. Yeah, I can hear you. I'm sorry. I've got a very, very low internet connection. Yeah, don't worry. Well, this is also a question. It can be for anyone. What happens if you stop? You know, if, if you lose all of the speed and if you're not speedy anymore and if you're not this highly productive or if you're not over-stimulating over and activating your intellect, what happens in you? What do you feel about it? Go ahead, Anna. Dimitra, go. Yeah, go, Dimitra. When it happened to me five years ago, and I, ha I had to stop my life, uh, just stop uh, rolling as uh, like uh, it used to. Yeah. I I had to 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 feel all the emotions, and uh, I realized that uh, I didn't know. I was I realized that who I was it was not a conscious product it was just uh, like uh, um, from because of my environment because of the my, you know my family or the, the you know the, the, the culture and the Greek thing the, I, but who I was I, I had no clue and uh, what if uh, if uh, if if someone asked me how do you feel how, how are you what are you feeling i was feeling only sadness and uh, fear but the answer is uh, because because uh, i didn't know what I, I didn't know the answers i didn't have the answers and i was only and and things were coming out of me and uh, feelings that i had uh, I had um, compressed mm -hmm. so many years, and uh, like uh, all these, uh, all, all these, uh, you know, like uh, I had uh, my friends called me Dimitra Bali. It was just a title, and I act like I act, I acted like this title, and I was that girl. But it wasn't me because five years after, I. So, it's a, I don't know, it's a like, um, now I understand, like, uh, now, now I can, I can, I know what I am, what I don't know who, I, like, I, some of the things, 
No, I, I don't have. Yeah, it was very difficult and very, very painful for this procedure. Yeah. Now, what I'm hearing is that there was this character that you were playing, you know, this from the Greek thing and the culture and what your friends called you, you were playing this character, it was a mask, and then it fell off. You know, yeah. And then this this identity got destroyed, basically. Yeah, all, all the identity, all the identities I have, I had a lot of them. Mm -hmm. Everything just collapsed and it yeah. was me and my emotions and, the, and it's completely lost. Yeah. Yeah. And what is also interesting is that, um, you know, you know, you didn't die. You're still here. Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought it coming. It was coming to my, my mind a lot. Yeah. It was very difficult. Yeah. 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 So there's a way where the, the speediness and the busyness, this, this, the, all of the personas and the, the, the masks are our box of busyness of keeping it in, keeping it rolling. It stops. It's, it's kind of like preventing this, this, it's like the faster that it goes, the, the more that I can hide away from the imminent collapse of what I'm doing. And the, the, it's like a numbing uh, it seems like it's a numbing uh, speed, you know, like then I, I go faster, there's intensity, there's some intensity. So then I, I don't have to feel the intensity of all of the other things that really matter to me. Yeah. And so the question of what if you stop, what do you think happens if you stop all of the busyness? What comes up when you stop all of the numbing things? Hi, this is Manorda. Can I say something? Go for it. Do you hear me? Yes. Um, I'm afraid that I might be bored. You're afraid that you might be bored? Yeah, mm. that I might be... Um, yeah, I might miss something. That you might miss something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. What kind of things would you miss if you if you stop and slow down? Hmm. Hmm. Things that I want to do or accomplish. Things that I consider important. Instead, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. In this moment. Can you speak louder? Uh, things that, that I want to accomplish that I want. things that I that I want to accomplish or that I consider important mm -hmm. that my box thinks is, is important yeah yeah that you won't be able to do the me? things that your oh, box thinks is important yes exactly yeah exactly so it seems like with this this high fast paceness is like the box is driving. 
Sorry, Anna, did you say something? Yeah, for me, it's a bit like, I, I often come back to the story, something with me is wrong if I don't want to do as much as the other people want to do. And, and somehow still it doesn't satisfy me to do as much as other people are doing. And, and so for me, the, the, the fear comes up when I slow down um, with other people. Then there's a fear of, um, oh, maybe this is something completely odd what I'm doing. So there's also a fear that takes me out of the moment going like, okay, I somehow have to be alert to get everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. How is it for you, Annika, if you would stop all of or slow down kind of all of it? You know? Well, in a, in a way, it happened this, this spring when all the, the schools closed down and all the children were at home and I was at home with my children and, and I felt, uh, I felt, uh, joy i felt it was kind of it was wonderful because uh, it feels like the speed it comes from outside mm. and i i don't want i don't want to go that fast but it feels like i you know there's this outside uh, pressure that you know says i should go faster and uh, it was very uh, i mean there there was all kinds of <laughs> difficult things and we had to homeschool, so it wasn't just gonna all happy. But in a way, I, I really uh, enjoyed that the, it slowed down, mm -hmm. and it, it was kind of a just we did the, we went in our own pace. We didn't kind of have to go anywhere or do anything. We didn't have a schedule. We just mm. kind of lived. And is it? Is it still like this? Well, it's still uh, summer and it's the summer break, but next week the school starts, so then then it kind of starts rolling again, it feels. It speeds up. Why don't you stay in the same speed that you enjoyed so much that was really serving you? What is keeping you from staying in that speed? I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, that's that's the plan I have. That I I I want to experiment with just kind of a slowing down and not not listening to the the speed, the the noise that comes from outside that says I have to do more and be faster mm -hmm. and accomplish and I'm I'm not good enough that I'm lazy if I just kind of have a slower pace yeah 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 this is what I've observed that it happened a lot thank you Annika that happened a lot when the um, quarantine happened in many of these countries a lot of people the the, the uh, parts of them their beings were really like ah oh, finally I get to rest finally I get to stop this crazy it's like everybody knows it's it's like everybody knows that the speed is insane 
there's this insane speed that modern culture is is asking of us to do and that and that the people do it and that it is insane and then there was this opportunity of slowing down and, and there was this relief in so many people ah and at the same time this huge fear this huge fear if i'm gonna stop i'm gonna stop producing does it mean that i'm not that i'm lazy can i really stop you know can i really be a member of society and not produce and not um you know, can i still be, be valuable and what does happen when what happens to me the who am i if i stop if i'm not this highly productive cog in the machine and so there's this there was what i observe is there was this relief this joy the part of us part of our beings part of ourselves were nourished by the slowing down and the part of us that was so used to having value and and being recognized by society was terrified so this part that's terrified is basically our box so whatever stories that come when you think if i stop completely or if i slow down completely the the fear or the anger or the sadness or the, the feelings that come up when you think about this the, the real possibility of of really stopping is is a, it's a box it's whatever your box would say to this and and at the same time there's there's a being in you there's a different part that is not about survival that is wanting to be felt that is wanting to be nourished that part that needs a different kind of speed and we have these parts in us so you know like a lot of people now like i heard you say anika the the outside was pressuring you to slow down and this was great and it didn't come from you you know it didn't come from a decision that that you made so but now you can have a decision of staying in the speed or go along with the rolling speed of modern culture again of the modern culture economy of the capitalist economy that is like killing life on earth and destroying uh and undernourishing the souls of many people on this planet because it's the speed it's this kind of speed that really disconnects us from our hearts and from ourselves so how many of you in the in the in the breakout rooms how many of you were in this high speed and still felt the love and connect no one is lifting their hands okay what was the speed that was necessary for you to connect with yourself and the other person was it a slow like raise your hand if it was if you needed to slow down normally yeah yeah very slow very slow this is the speed this is already a big big hint about the kind of speed that you need to be in connection with yourself and others and you can feel it you can feel the distance between like you can feel the 
the speed that it requires and the speed that you normally are in, in modern culture. You know, you can feel it's, it's just such a difference. It's like, I don't know, like 50 kilometers an hour more. It's not a little bit faster. It's like extremely faster. I mean, the first time that I realized this, I was so scared to slow down because it's like, I cannot be in this speed all day. I, it's so slow. This is so slow. I was like, I will never get anything done. It was like this, like my, my box was like, I will maybe wash one dish. You know, it's like a, there was this fear of what is, what am I, what's going to happen to my, the things that I like to produce and, and love. So this is, but this is it. This is what are you, what are you going to nourish? Are you going to nourish the part of you that is surviving or when are you going to nourish the part of you that is thriving and loving? Is there anything that is touching you, moving in you right now? In the, um, when we took the time together, at first it was uncomfortable slowing down and being quiet. The dead space that I remember Clinton talking about and the radiant joy, brilliant love um, class, that, that right now is the opportunity to be in this dead space to experience it. Thank you for the experience. Yeah. Do you notice when there's, when sometimes in these meetings, how, how much time and silence it takes for someone to kind of not figure out what they're thinking, but figure out what they're feeling? Have you noticed? Yeah. This is, this is the time. This is the, how, the speed that we take for noticing. Anna. I'm, I'm still stuck, so I go a tiny bit back in the conversation, what stops me from becoming more slow. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also the fear of being needy, that I really want to experience a lot of love and slowing down. My, I have the feeling like it, it, it could just be too big what I want. So coming closer to approach it in little steps makes me like, Oh my God, maybe this is not going to happen or not going to work or whatever. So this is also one of my fears of, yeah, yeah, staying in the fast speed. Yeah. So just notice the fears and write them down. Just write them down, the fears, because they are the shape, the part of that shape of your box. So they are the means that your box will... I think Swantia is the only person probably that's new in this in this group. Box is what in possibility management we call this our set of, of beliefs, conclusions, identities, our psychology, um, our assumptions, uh, and it's 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 our, our our survival strategies, basically. 
it, and it, they, they're made of memes. Memes are, are kind of analogous to genes, where genes is the smallest um, portion of information that makes up the human body or the a body, physical body, that's a gene. And a meme is the smallest bit of information that makes up a thought. So it would be something like a conclusion, like a meme, like Anna saying, a meme for Anna could be, I'm too much. It's like a conclusion about herself or I'm, I, I want too many things. Or it could, another meme of a box could be, nature doesn't feel anything. Or, um, I, I can't do this. I can't do anything. Or, I'm not allowed to earn money. For example, these are like just, there's a kind of conclusions and decisions that we built consciously or unconsciously to create a survival strategies for us to be here today and live in the world. So when you, when you go into this fear of what happens if I slow down, I can't slow down because that's your box talking. Because if you slow down, you start feeling. Slow down and you start noticing and feeling and feeling the intensity of the things that are inside of you, and the things that are outside of you. And that starts changing. Your box starts needs needs to then expand start doing something else and survive yeah. i'm gonna read because it's um the experiments are it's like a three-part experiment i haven't really read this part um actually i'm gonna put it in the chat so that you can you know, if you want to do this, do this experience, experiment. And I know, Anna, you already invited, you know, the, just feel free to also invite people, invite someone from this group or outside this group to do this experiments with, you know, to, to build up that capacity of sourcing love. Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to, Finish reading the note. Finish reading the notes. Okay, so I'm going to read the, just the previous previous paragraph before. You may actually think quite a bit about love. You may ponder over what love is, trying to figure out how to get more of it, or if the love that you have is as good as it gets. You may think that you understand love, or that you don't understand love. Or perhaps you might have given up worrying about love, considering all the real things, all the other real things you have to worry about. Perhaps you fantasize about love through sentimental movies or romance novels. What may not be clear is that there is a universe of difference between thinking about love and being in the experience of love. There's a universe of difference between thinking about love and being in the experience of love. You may have thought about love so much that you never exposed yourself to the actual experience of love. Love has an experience. The experience of love is not flighty or, or fragile. 
that you might regard the experience of love as erratic is no wonder, given the love that love has a speed limit and you spend most of your time going 20 miles an hour faster. So this was the notes. So now go to the experiments. Experiments. This experiment has three steps and requires the willing and conscious collaboration of someone you love. They don't have to be your partner. They don't have to be, um, you know, it doesn't have to be like this romantic love or fantasy. It's like someone that you love. They do not have to be the ultimate, they say here. They do not have to be the ultimate someone you love. They only need to be someone who you love and who loves you. I suspect there are more of these people in your life that you might normally be willing to admit. Choose one. Ask them to read this entire spark with you and then try the following experiment together. Agree to meet on a place at 11 in the morning on Saturday or Sunday morning for two hours, having eaten breakfast but not lunch. So you, you agree, you meet on a Saturday or Sunday morning at 11 in the morning for two hours, having eaten breakfast but not lunch. The place should be a big park with wide level pathways, trees, running water, or lake, something like this, like a, a big like a big garden or a big park. It could be in a town or out of town, as long as it's kind of se it's separated from traffic. Before you meet on that day, already do step one separately. So step one, preparation. The direct, undiluted experience of love may be intense. We already... We already touched in a little bit on this today. The direct, undiluted experience of love may be intense. Since your nervous system is already barraged with raw and overwhelming daily stimulation, your true intention with regards to intensity may be to avoid it rather than embrace it. Now, this means that we are, we're already so overstimulated by the internet, you know, by Zoom calls, by, by um, advertisements, by so many, so many things wanting our attention that more intensity might mean that we just wanted it to stop. Okay. So if this is true for you, then step one is to heal your nerves. And we're not also taught to take care of ourselves like this. So this is almost, this is already a revolutionary act. Step one is to heal your nerves. Start this morning with a relaxing bath, like a relaxing massage, and then step into a steam bath or do gentle stretches and soak in a hot tub. Do something quiet and easeful to detoxify and replenish your physical body. The preparation for subtle intensity is to completely relax. Relax does not mean to go eat chocolate or ice cream or drink wine or watch videos. These all add to the stress, actually. And they're actually also numbing. You know, 
scrolling on social media, drinking wine, eating sugar, like this kind of winding down um, habits that people have, they're actually ways of numbing yourself. They're, they don't really relax. They just like cut the feeling. So this is not what it's about. These all add to the stress. Whatever you do does not have to be a big deal, just something to physically slow down. Have your partner prepare themselves in a similar way, but do not do this preparation together. Do it separately. So this was, this was step one. Okay, step two, shift. Meet with your partner at the agreed upon time and place in the park. Speak almost nothing when you come together. Do not touch each other for this whole experiment. Read this paragraph again together, this, this whole step two, uh, the shift one. Our standard orientation towards interacting with each other is based on words. We have been incarcerated in a verbal prison. This experiment is about having a prison break. You have to come together to directly experience a subtle whole body sensation. You have to come together to directly experience a subtle whole body sensation. Experience is wordless. Sensation happens previous to words. Before beginning step three, you and your partner need to shift out of the verbal jungle and melt into the experiential expansiveness. How do you do this? Breathe. So just breathe. You don't, you don't actually do much. Feel the quality of the air and clothes and hair on your skin. You can do this right now as I'm reading. Just breathe. Feel the quality of the air and the clothes and hair on your skin. Move slowly and majestically like a lioness in the African sun. Forget about before now and after now. Look around and see exactly what is there. You can do this right now as I'm reading. Just, this doesn't happen in your head. It doesn't happen in your imagination. So this is an open eyes experiment. Look around and see exactly what is there. Use your eyes as receptors rather than analyzers. Let the light, the colors, and the forms flow in. Breathe and notice the smells, the temperature and humidity changes. Do not name anything. Do not try to figure anything out. Make no opinions. Make no comments. Let it be as it is and be with it exactly that way. Take 10 minutes of silence and stillness to leave words behind while being together. 
So let's just do this together for a few minutes longer. You know, just your eyes open. You can look outside the window or you can actually look into your be your room. You can do this with the, with everything around you. Try to look at your room not as a to-do list of things that are not done, but just see the shapes and the colors, the tone of that light hitting the wall, the, the look of the fabric, the smell, the, quant the humidity in the air in your breath. Stay with the experience. Don't go into fantasy about it. Don't go into this reminds me of this. Just, just be receptive to the shapes, to the shapes and the forms and the colors. If you notice that you go into a story, just come back, come back. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. This is only right here and only right now. Nothing to do, nowhere to go. Keep breathing. Notice how the air goes in and out of your nose. The temperature of the air. the texture of your chair. And everybody take a deep breath.
and come back. And still appreciate the shapes of the different windows in the screen without also naming. So what we did was a shifting from verbal reality for moments, I know that I was still talking, but it's like a shift from verbal reality to experiential reality. How was this? How was this for you? Go ahead. I, uh, it felt really intense because I I experienced the things more than them just being there, and it felt like I I I looked at them and I experienced them and. Normally, because I'm sitting in my room, so everything I have around me, I see every day a lot. And it felt totally different to to look at them and experience them and not just maybe not even seeing them at all because I'm not even looking at them. Mm. And I, I, I experienced a lot of love. I don't know if it came from from this, like out of the space we are all in right now. Uh, I have the story that it came from there, but it also came from me. And that was really, uh, um, just different than what I know. Yeah. yeah, and it's, and it's, thank you. And it's totally appropriate that, that if you, if you are present with something, you look at something and you're present, it's also totally appropriate that you have feelings and that you have feelings about it that you didn't know that you have, the feelings about an object or a shape and that, that can touch you in a way that you wouldn't normally allow it to. So this can also add to the intensity because we get to feel, we get to feel more. Yeah. Thank you, Clarissa. Svanchia, you had your hand up. Mm, yes, I also, I felt similar like Clarissa. I felt that it was a very present way of interaction. Like, usually the mind is somewhere else also i think it's the same that we just experienced with the room or i just experienced with the room you can also experience with people or we had it a bit in the break room um that if there is present there is more focus and mind and body are somehow in the same place so i think that for me, that makes the intensity and 
that's where the, there's room for love somehow. It's kind of opening a space, I feel. Yeah. And it opens a space with what, what kind of quality of space is it? What kind of qualities did you notice that this space had that was open? Mm. I guess also time, like allowing things to to be there, to yeah, also what you just said that there is room and space for emotions. Or for observation and there's nothing to happen. So there's no expectation really. That, I find, this is my opinion, but I find that quite precious. Space with no expectations. No expectations. Yeah, Could, did you hear me? Did you, did you not hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Svantia. Anyone else wants to share something that moved and how it was for them? see Gwendolyn is wanting to talk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, Annika. No, it was, um, I could feel the, the to-do list. It was lurking in <laughs> somewhere around, but it was really kind of peaceful to just kind of decide not to not to listen to it and just be and and observe. It felt peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. What a gift to to walk to be in your own room and to not look at the things that you love, the objects that you decided to put there without being a to-do list. What a gift. And this is possible also for people to not look at a person, at a partner, a relationship as a to-do list. This is possible. Bring the space without expectations, bring a space of just, of presence, of, of, of nothingness almost. You know, that, that the sensation that you, you enter in someone else's living room and that you just, you just look around and like, wow, this person has this and this person has that in the walls and the person has this sofa, you know? And then there's, of course, there's, that can be this also judgment like, oh, they chose this blue, weird blue sofa. But there's, there can just be like, wow, this is how this person decided to put their living room. There is a space that is possible that 
the people that we love, that we just, every time we meet them, they're a new person. And that we just see them like, oh, is this how you are now? And, and this, this is, I don't know, like, I want to know more, you know, like, is this how you're deciding to put things in? Instead of already having, I know who you are, thoughts. Instead of having already, this is how you are, because this is how I experienced you before. So there's this, this spaciousness of, of meeting someone as if you don't know them at all, because they might be a different person now. Yeah. Go ahead, Clarissa. I, I really like this thought. Um, I think I tend to expect people to stay who they are. So I meet them and then I have the image of them or the story about them. And then I have the assumption that that is it. And I like the thought of just like meeting a person and without the assumption or the expectation even, you are the person I met last time, but just to meet like a totally new person. I really like that. Yeah. yeah. And there's another person that you can have this with. With yourself. Myself. Yeah. You, you can have also this not know who I am today. That you're not the same person as you were before. And the box is very much, this is the way that I am. This is what that they are because of this and this and this and then you are not your box you have a box you have survival strategies you have psychology you have this but you are not it you are not your thoughts and you are not your body you have a body and you have thoughts so it's like um it's the box strategy to like make it predictable i know you clarissa you're this kind of person that comes every week to the to the weekly sparks and and that you you talk every now and then and that you're doing this work so if i if the more that i have a fixed idea the more that i create in my box who you are the more i'm looking only for evidence that my box is only looking for evidence to to confirm this and so it limits my experience of who you are to this like very narrow thing and all of the time so much more that you are that i'm not seeing because that's all i have that's all the space that i have and this is how most people walk in the world they only have space for this maybe this space for each person for each person for each person for each person so to start shifting from the verbal reality of this is this you are this and to noticing to the experiential reality that's the shift. There's one more part to the experiment, but I want to hear some of the voices that have not spoken. How are you, Callista? 
You don't have to say anything if you don't want to. I'm just checking Doing in. well. Yeah. Yeah. All good. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm going to go through the third, the third part of the experiment. So after doing this 10 minutes of silence and, and, and stillness with, with your partner, you know, you meet them in the park and you do this, the part three is like, it's spark 92.3 says go. Third part is go. This experiment might, may not work the first time you try it. Then again, it might work and you might not want it to. Do not worry about it. At least you get to take a walk in the park with a nice person. One of you look into the other's eyes and say, we are gathered together in the name of love. You are using the principle that two or more gathered in the name of love creates the space of love. This asserts that love is happening in the space of your meeting. Then slowly begin to walk together side by side. Let us be clear about what slowly means. Walk slower than your mind imagines the pace of walking to be. So let's yeah Sl walk slower than your mind imagines the pace of walking to be so we, this means that a lot of the times we walk we're not even connected with our walking we're not even connected with our bodies we're connected with the thing that we're going to do that you're going to do like get to the train get to work pick up that thing walking isn't an activity done consciously so when you think about how much speed how much slow or how much faster you should be walking with this person that you want to be walking, make it slower than your mind thinks it is. Way slower. Perhaps a third of your normal speed. More like meandering rather than walking. Meandering is, is, is kind of walking without a, a, a purpose to get to a particular place. You're walking for the sake of walking, like having a stroll. This is a stroll, <laughs> as the text says, this is a stroll. Let others pass you by unheeded. Unheeded um, means um, without paying so much attention to them. You know, let others pass you by without, wow, there's a dog and there's a, a child and there's this um, person, this really hot guy that looked at you, whatever. Just let them pass by without so much attention. Make a step, then take another step, easefully, without thinking about it. Let yourself be walked by the space within which you are meeting. So it's the space that sets the speed, not your mind, not your rule. I have to go at like one, two, three, one, two, it's not, it's not, doesn't come from a rule book. It comes from the space that you decided. Walk at the speed of love. 
You cannot understand this, but you can easily track and follow this. Breathe. Walk. Do not decide where to go. Be moved by the space of you being together, gathered in the name of love. The space is the one that decides where to go and how fast. Relax. Do not worry. There is more than enough time. After a while, check in with yourself and each other. Do not speak. Do not speak. Definitely do not discuss or analyze. Simply notice the speed to walk together so that you bring, that you bring with you a bubble of sensation of love. So simply notice the speed to walk together in such a way that you bring with you a bubble of the sensation of love, the, the experience that you just have. It is simple. That bubble will never go away. That bubble is the, experience, the sensation of love. It never goes away. You might go away, but the space of love will not. Your nerves may tingle. Your hair may stand on the end on your neck. There may be a shiver up your spine. You may get goosebumps. The air might feel thick and comforting. There might be a warm humming in every, every cell of your body. This is love happening. So your nerves might tingle. Your hair might stay on end. There may be a shiver up your spine. You may get goosebumps. The air might feel thick and comforting and there might be a warm humming in every cell of your body. This is love happening. And you leave it behind if you move too quickly or if you enter the intellectual world of words. The feedback is immediate. The communion between your body and any particular space is cellular. The sensations that allow you to recognize the qualities of experience occur at the level of your tissues. So this is, not, this is why it doesn't happen in your head. It's something that happens in all the, like in the other bodies first. In the, in the physical body as well. The sensations that allow you to recognize the qualities of the experience occur at the level of your tissues, your nervous system, your nervous system and the marrow in your bones. Navigating in the space of love involves being one with sensing the qualities of the space. This is why I was asking you, what qualities did you feel of Svante in the space? You know, to start, flexing the starting building this muscle this 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 connection with sensing the quality of the space navigating the space of love involves being one with the sensing the qualities of the space a physical whole body experience experience is not instantaneous experience arises you will not find experience in your thoughts but in your skin and your cells. Love has its own speed of movement. Without moving, 
in the time frame of love, you will miss the experience and may conclude that the world is poor and barren. Barren means like it's without any life in it. But the world is lush and overflowing with abundance. If you miss that experience, it is not the world's fault. After walking together at the speed of love for about an hour, come to a stop. At this point, you can decide to keep walking or to end the experience, the experiment and part company and go your separate ways or to enter a cafe and sit in the space of love and share about what you experienced together. So also to sit in the space of love and share what you experienced together is still not analyzing and intellectualizing. So this is like almost like step, advanced step is to continue to, to be in the bubble of love and be able to share your experience whilst being in the experience, okay? The suggestion is not to use the experiment to end up in bed together. That is a different experiment. So this is the end of the text. The questions or comments, something that you've heard that you want to know more or that you want to know less of or that you have a reaction or something moving in you. While you were reading, I felt, I felt, I don't know, but I felt something, because about the two last paragraphs, something somewhere there, and I felt like a heart in my heart for, I don't know, one minute, it was like, mm. uh, where you were reading about the nervous things, because the last days, the last one month, I do some things and I have experience when I, I lie down and I speak that something happens. Like, uh, I don't know how to. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Demetra, for saying that. It sounds like you're getting more sensitive to experiencing your your body in any situation. So that's like, most people go to school. Most people go to school and when they go to school, the children go to school, they stop feeling so much. They stop being so connected with their physical body, their emotional body and your, their energetic body. And they start being super connected with the mind. So then a child is super open in experiencing the world in many different ways. And then they go to school and it's just through the mind, through the thoughts, through the verbal reality, through the analyzing and articulating and connecting the dots and all of these things. And so there's, in order to experience love because it does not happen in, in the head, it's like, it's like any other experience of, of the body, you know, even, even experience um, joy. 
even experienced sadness, pure sadness, pure joy, pure anger, and pure fear did not happen in the mind. It happens in, in there's, a, there's a physical sensation, there's an emotional sensation. You know, our, our, our mind is connected, it's also plugged in, but it does not happen in our minds. It happens with the specific sensations. So keep, keep going, Dimitri. Keep noticing the sensation of your body when you enter a space. We all have this. So our, our bodies have so much intelligence, more intelligence than we think our minds are. Yeah, keep going. Thank you. So are you going to do this experiment? Yes, I'm going to do it with a friend. You're going to do it with a friend. Will you do it in the, in the next week? Yeah, I think it's possible. So I will manage to do it. Yeah. Will you tell us how it went in the if if not in this next call but also maybe in the group chat how it went for you all right yeah i'd really like to know all right sure thank you mm. thank you Manuela, i'm indeed not sure who i could do this walk with mm -hmm. The meditation, I will find somebody to do it with. Yeah, I'm not sure. Is someone that you love and loves you, a friend, someone that you care about and cares about you. And I just want to kind of say that it's it's not a meditation. It's not a meditation. It's it's just really being in the space of love. So if you invoke meditation, then you create a different space. So this is not like anything else. Just like meditation isn't uh, wishful thinking or just like yoga isn't gymnastics. You know? So if you declare that you're creating a space of love, you have to take, you have to, and, and be open for not knowing what that is and then stay in the fear of not knowing what that is instead of putting something that you know what it is in the space like meditation is it do you do you get what i'm saying mm. you might ha you'll have different results mm. yeah yeah our boxes have this well, tendency the first part of the experiment when when you no, I'm sorry. Um, like Say not it. Giving names. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the first part of the experiment, you 
you've read like not giving names to things and that sounded very much like uh, many different meditations that I learned on. Um, and interestingly uh, for me, presence is very much like same as love. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. Very much connected. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, check it out. And this maybe if you can do it those 10 minutes and then move at the space of love with someone else. This is the 10 minutes of experiential reality that you both do. And then to walk in a park. A park is probably more nourishing than walking in the streets of somewhere. Just, yeah, I really encourage you to do it and, and see if it was like, if it has what other qualities besides presence exist there? Mm. Is anyone else going to do this experiment until the next week? I'm going to do this experiment. Okay. Right. What is in the way of your doing the experiment, by the way? I'm curious. It's not that you have to. It's, it's just, I'm curious to what is in the way of saying yes. And for me, it's, most of it logistics because all Tuesday we're traveling like the, the time is packed. Which yes. You can take a chair, Gwendolyn, to help you. Um, yes, and I feel fear doing it, so this is a good excuse for me in the moment. Feeling fear is an, is an excuse. No, the, the having everything that the the days are full with things that we with that they're planned kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, maybe actually I I think I'm gonna try it in a shorter version on Sunday. I would try it. Just not, not as long and not like two hours, but yeah. Yeah, thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing. What about, what about the others? What is the resistance to say yes to, to try this experiment? There's a friend that I'm, I'm thinking about to do this with. We had a conflict yesterday and at the moment I'm not sure how to resolve it. Mm. And, um, yeah. So I fear that she might not take any suggestions. Mm. She might be asked. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Manuel. Yes, Antje. Mm, 
I think I have two two little resistances. The one is um, that I feel like I don't want to put something like this on a to-do list. And if I if I commit myself saying I'm going to do it during the next week, I feel like I have to put it somewhere to make space for it. And, and it feels kind of weird to put a space of love on a to-do list. So I would prefer to like let it happen naturally. That's the one thing, but yeah, it's an experiment. So it's probably just the frame that you have to put somewhere. <laughs> and the other thing is, uh, I think it's an ego part within me that says that I've been walking in this way and <laughs> that I feel I've experienced it, but kind of, so there's a voice that says, are you sure you really need to do this? <laughs> so mm. that's a voice I actually don't want to give room to, but it's definitely there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah. The experiment is not just for you. It seems right. It's like, a, because it's doing it with someone else. And so there's like, Boha Manuela, you know, there's who, who you invite and who you create. You know, the, the experience of the space of love is not just one person. I mean, in this case, it's like, it's a declaration. We are gathered in the space of love and not just I am in the space of love with someone who's in the space of love. So I think there's also, there's also some, some aspect to that. It's like, do I need to do this? or for me, or can I create this with someone else? Like a distinction in the, in the two parts, in the, I need it or not, or can I experiment with it or not? Yeah. Well, thank you, Swante, for, for coming, for your first, um, hopefully of many spark meetings and uh, i'm if if you're interested i can add you to our facebook messenger group it's like a messenger group and that you get to know what each spark is about each week and then you can decide to come in or not um, and the zoom link is going to be posted is that something that you'd want i can let me know and for everyone else, thank you so much for coming, thank for you. giving space of love for you and for me. Yeah, see you next week. Thank you. Very awesome. Yes. Can you stay one minute? I would like to ask you something. You want to ask me something? Yeah, I can stay one minute. Bye. Bye, Gwendolyn. Bye.